All right. Welcome, welcome to the MatchNet podcast. Uh, this myself here, Yana Johnson. We've got Benji and we've got Tomomi Fukuda here. And yeah, we're excited to talk about this topic or it's it's really me that initiated this topic. I've got kind of a cheerful tone, but it's more about <laughs> um, what are we approaching, talking about? approaching uncomfortable topics or discussions, especially okay. when you're in a matching conversation. I mean, I, in general, this is a I, al- I already feel uncomfortable, Yana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why we want to go into this. Like, I think for Benji and I, this is a big part of our work in BFM and Tomomi and you've started where we have a lot of not easy conversations about a variety of things. But when it comes to the matching process, and when you're talking with someone and considering your future together, I mean, there's a lot of things that come up, right? That are, you know, in some ways it's even more um, like a intense situation because you've got to decide on these long-term decisions and it'd be easier if you could kind of avoid it. We do that maybe with other areas of your life, but you don't want to do that in the matching process. So we want to kind of talk about how to, what's a good way to approach uncomfortable conversations um, was thinking a lot, especially about lifestyle, about how you see life of faith, spirituality, future, how you want to raise your kids, you know? Hmm. So we've got our, our, we've got us here kind of just sharing our input. Um, and when is a good time to approach this, how to approach this? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts you think would be valuable for our, those who are in conversations right now? What are some, what are some parameters of what difficult conversations might be? Cause you mentioned a few, what else is there? I don't know. I've never been in difficult conversations before. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude, I mean, I think, you know, what's interesting is I feel like, I guess this is my <laughs> going already into approaching this, but mm-hmm. like people define this a bit differently. Like for me talking about, um, for a long time, talking about my family or my parents' situation or how I felt about it was really hard because I was still working through a lot of it. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's very much what what's on you, what you feel kind of personally, I think areas of your life where you're a bit embarrassed or even heavier shame or guilt feelings, like even if other people may not see it that way, like you feel that way. And so a lot of my heart for why I want to talk about this topic is I think that sometimes we we build it up so much in our head instead of just approaching it and talking about it. And you might be surprised how someone else would respond to you mm-hmm. um, or past habits that you've had in your life or past things you regret. But if something's weighing on your conscience, I think we isolate ourselves, unfortunately, and like get in our head instead of talking about it and really even feeling loved by like, wow, they didn't, they don't see me as this weird person or, you know, see me differently. And I feel I do that a lot in my role, just listening to people and like validating. And, but I think in a matching conversation, there's an added layer of expectations about future. And it's just, yeah, a bit more pressure. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it, ultimately it's the person themselves, right? Like if there's something weighing on you or you don't know 
or the question you really want to ask that person because maybe they hinted that Mm. they're not sure about kids or something like that. Like, how do you, Mm. when do you address that? How do you approach that? Um, Yeah. And I feel everybody's a little different too, of course, but that's why having us share a bit tips, experiences is good. Kind of wanted to, I I brought to Momi, especially (laughs) I was thinking if there's some, uh, being someone who went more recently through a lot matching conversations towards now being blessed. Um, what comes to your mind when you think about this? First of all, thank you, Yana, um, to, uh, yeah, to have this podcast. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice to join this uh, podcast. Um, yeah, I... I I'm right now 31 years old. I blessed uh, last April. So um, yeah, my blessing, my age is uh, yeah, turn, turn 31 at the time. So I had a, I had a time to wait a long time to, yeah, to receive blessing. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned a couple of uh, question you brought um, it, yeah during my matching process or even like my preparation for uh, blessing too um, yeah couple of like sensitive question um, and when I like to start family and also um, what is my future plan yeah including like starting family also. What is my belief? Understand how much I deep understand um, true parents, uh, God, divine principle, or like our belief, or how much I value of this teaching. Um, and then, yeah, well, personally, um, I hesitate. I hesitate to bring up this conversation um but i when i started communication with um uh, robert who uh he's uh, my uh, spouse i mentioned in really in the beginning of matching process um kind of introducing introducing myself and introducing like my story, how I, uh, how I am, kind of I shared my vision, my goal, my future plan, also my belief, even like in the beginning. So, um, I shared quite like everything, like even like during like twenty one days, uh, even this twenty one day period in the beginning, I shared everything I. I have the kind of yeah this topic, and also I like to hear his opinion too. And then, if I really hesitate, I try. I wanted. I didn't want to talk so much, but um, it should have a very clear so that um we have a, some common base, or we don't have a difficult different point 
we need to adjust. I really like to know in the beginning. So it really helps to move forward my matching process to decide whether I continue this matching process, even like I wanna, yeah, receive risk with the person. Wow, that's such great wisdom. You know, like I think we we say it sometimes, but I felt you really went into why it's so valuable to kind of just share from the beginning, the get-go, like this is me, this is what I think. But that also takes a lot of insight. Like you've worked on yourself, you're aware of like what are key values and important for you. And then it takes vulnerability to be able to share that that way. Like I think it's one of those things that we recommend a lot, but it's easier said than done you know it does take a level of self-awareness and maturity to bring that up and to ask that from the other person but I can see you really like you said the value because it's all on the table and then you know going from there um, thanks you have something to add Benji yeah it sounds like uh we were doing a interview with Josh Fontaine and Rika Otsubo from uh, Hawaii areas. They live in Hawaii now. It was a podcast we did pretty recently. And something that I gleaned from that experience that they had is that because Rika was going through multiple, multiple matching processes and her her biggest kind of weight in the conversation was, I was previously blessed before and she was kind of putting a lot of emotion and weight on that, right? For her, it was a big part of her identity, right? And her life experience. And then she had to go through a process of kind of um, maybe dispelling a lot of the shame associated with that, if you will, until the point where she talked with Josh. And then when they had a conversation, the first conversation with her now husband, Josh, the first thing she said was, yeah, I, I was previously blessed. You know, like, what do you think? Like without putting like all this, like delaying in, like, I wonder what he's going to think, you know, yeah. if he's going to reject me. Like she had to go through her own process of self growth and discovery to realize like, like she is who she is and it's not a bad or good thing. It's just, that's her experience. And she kind of brought that out into her, her matching process with, with Josh and just said like, yeah, this is my experience. So I think from, for me, that's a, a really helpful tip, at least when you're talking about conversations that are uncomfortable in life in general is not to put like too much weight and power and identity into it. You know, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever talked mm. with someone and they're like, they just like, some people are, are very much more like blunt about stuff, like in a, in a kind of a productive way. And some people are like, like, I'm so, like, I'm so sorry to say this. I don't know. I can't give an example, but like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, like what sometimes they say before it. Yeah. Like some feel like, yeah, like, like it's, it's kind of like it's making an assumption about you as a person. Mm. Like, for example, sometimes people will like reach out to me on like Facebook or email and be like, hey, Benji, I know you're so busy, but um, I, and I'm so sorry to take up your time, but I have this little tiny question. If you could just, you know, it's like, just, just say it. And I get, <laughs> I get honestly frustrated because it's like, because there's a lot of like emotion and weight and assumption that's behind it that I'm not like, I don't have the time of day to deal with people like you or, and so that, that, if you bring that weight into any conversation, it gives power to it, actually. Does that make sense? It's like, it gives power to it. It's like if you're driving uh, on the road and you pass McDonald's and every time you pass McDonald's, you go, don't go to McDonald's, don't go to McDonald's, don't go to McDonald's, don't go to McDonald's. And then you're probably going to go to McDonald's, right? Unless, <laughs> as opposed to somebody who's just focused on driving and like getting to their destination and they just ignore that part. It's just like something that exists and it's not, 
it, 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 like part of their mind frame. It's just there. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it, I'm not trying to belittle the experiences that people had, but in this example of Rika, it's like, she had to go through this process of figuring out like, what do I believe? What is my experience? Who am I? And how has this experience of being previously blessed before informed and changed who I am today? And what am I bringing into my, my matching process and blessing? And then from that, Josh was like, cool. Like if you listen to their story, he was like, okay, like, so what? Like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a big deal for him because I think it just wasn't part of like a weight, a weighted identity for Rika so much, you know, cause she had to go through that. Um, yeah. Anyways, I just want to share that. I mean, I think that's really key. You're hitting at the core <laughs> kind of essence of how we, the way we share about ourselves, like it says a lot of like how we feel about it, right? And mm -hmm. adds, or what we may assume others think about it. I do think when you were talking a bit, I was like, I do think there's a little cultural nuance here too, which is interesting when we talk about matching and blessing and international cross-cultural yeah. communication too. Um, and I, I think, you know, like, I, I personally, my husband being Norwegian and when we were communicating with each other, like there's naturally allowing space for like misunderstandings to happen and not put too much weight on it. But I definitely did that. Like there would be, I remember in the beginning, cause we talked a lot online, um, mm. which I realized was a little bit of a disadvantage because English is my first language. Mm. It's not for him. And he would take forever to respond. Like I would ask a question that was like, really important <laughs> I wanted to answer and I'm like why is he taking so long just like when you see someone like texting <laughs> and then you're like, what are they thinking like, but then I was like wait a second he's like this is not his first language right and so I was even in the other person's response or expectation I was putting a lot on the weight of like what I expected the answer for the question uh, one of our big discussions was would when would he visit the U.S. right and like and I wanted him to prioritize mm -hmm. it sooner and he yeah you know, and it was really hard for me to voice that. That was a very difficult conversation. I actually went to an older couple that I looked up to and blessed couple in the community to ask them how they voiced, um, how they discussed this kind of situation of like visiting and prioritizing. And when you feel like you're not on the same page. And so that's one other tip too, is like when you feel, um, there's a lot on yourself getting there. And when you feel like you're recognizing yourself, maybe you are putting too much weight and you're not quite sure what to do. It's also seeking advice from others about how they approached it. Um, like the advice I got was to, to write it out instead of um, trying to talk it out in our conversation or type it out. I wrote the whole thing, what I was feeling in a letter mm -hmm. and um, sent it that way. So he could like and give him some time to respond because that was really important for us like we still do that for some things mm -hmm. <laughs> that's in mars and venus book by the way men are from mars because like in some ways we immediately interrupt each other in communicating if we're not excellent communicators or listening right like you can jump in or make assumptions without getting the full picture of what the person's trying to say so that was something that helped us personally um and i think yeah it might not be just because of language differences, but also communication styles in the family. Some families were much more open about things and others. It was like mm. eggshells on certain topics, mm. right? Yeah. Um, but I feel like giving each other the space that it's okay and there may, these kind of things are going to come up. Um, mm. Just like you were saying, Benji, like not, to, not even to put too much weight on, okay, maybe you said this 
not the best way or you're um you felt hurt when they said that like I think the more you can be open about yeah even how we're communicating right or how could we communicate better or seek advice from others that's it right being honest about we need to grow in this area I think all of us I would say everybody communication listening skills we're always learning right yeah I I will I will say I definitely suck at this I still very much suck at this and I have always sucked at it ever since the beginning of our blessing (laughs) like quite frankly (laughs) because like you said I'm I'm the guy that will like I grew up in an eggshell kind of family where we just we like don't talk about some things. And if someone says something offensive, it's like, how dare you? You must apologize. You know, it's like, at least that's how me and my brother was like, you can't say that. You know, whereas my wife grew up in a family where it's just like, you just say, you just say what you think and you're just blunt and you get over it quickly, which quite frankly, I think is a very fun and healthy way to, to live life. And sometimes if you put two people who are from those different worlds, right. I'm sure a lot of people can relate in like our Italian and South American families, like they can relate generally, generally speaking, uh, about being just like blunt and just getting over, getting stuff out and having arguments and discussions. And that's a, a very, very healthy and productive way to, to be. But when you put two people together who are from those different worlds, I was like, I can't believe, like, why would you say that? How could you say that? Because <laughs> I put so much meaning on everything. You know what I'm saying? Like every little thing my wife would say, like, can you wash the dishes this way, honey? I'm like, wow. you think I can't wash dishes? Like, how old do you think I am? Like, I get so offended. Like, I can wash dishes. Watch, watch me wash this dish, you know? And she's like, I was just making a comment, you know? She Like, literally, she's putting no emotion behind her comment. She's just saying, like, this is probably a better way to wash dishes. And she's usually right, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I, and it's so funny. Cause I like so many times to like clog the dishwasher. Cause I just like throw stuff in there without like rinsing it off, you know, and it just gets clogged. Cause the food piles <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're, I'm like, yeah, you're right. So, so I, ha- so I, I'm saying this because I've, I've had to learn through, through a lot of painstaking conversations that it's much better long-term to, to be okay with saying things that are uncomfortable without putting emotion behind it. And not making it about me, because ultimately that's what yeah. it is. Right? Mm-hmm. If you think, think about it, it's like, I don't want to be honest. And I remember distinctly one time in my like career where I had to confront somebody in our team, not mm-hmm. this team, by the way, um, confront somebody about the team, because it was a really important discussion to have about the like overall, you know, team dynamic. And I remember my heart beating so fast. Like I was so scared to death to tell, to like confront this issue. Right. Cause it was a big, a big issue. And I remember just like, I couldn't, like I was, my heart was beating. I couldn't breathe. And so I told someone, I was like, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm so nervous to say this. And he was basically like, it's because you're making it about you because you're afraid yeah. of how you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid of hurting them. You're afraid of you getting hurt. That's why you're nervous. And he was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. Then he gave me really good advice. You know, he said, he said, just say it as if you're dancing, just say it. And like, just have like a <laughs> dancing monkey in your brain, in your mind, just say like, Hey, you know, like. Just say it as a matter of fact. And honestly, I I admire people like that so much. And I've I've practiced, I do actively practice that of just being able to say things. If it's productive, mm-hmm. like if it'll actually help like the overall goals of the team or a team sports, for example, or whatever, then it's worth saying. And it doesn't have to be such a difficult thing. If it's not worth saying, then don't say it. But if it's actually worth saying and it's something that you think is important, then just say it. And I, I really admire people that could just do that and not be all weird about it. Like sometimes you'll play with sports with people 
And some people like people just be like, Hey, like do this next time. And they, or they just yeah. like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll just say, like, mm-hmm. give you advice. Yeah. But when I give people an advice, I, I'm like, like, I don't want to, cause like, I don't want to offend them. I just like, I'm just like, Hey, you know, maybe you could. So I just don't usually don't say anything, but some people are just like, Hey, you know, why don't you do this with your hands or jump like this and it'll be better. I'm talking about volleyball here. And, uh, I think it's a really, really important thing to have in marriage is just the ability to be honest without like mm-hmm. making it weighted in about me. So that's yeah. something we don't usually talk about, but I think it's a really important point. If you think oh, about like super. the real, the most successful, uh, like business people, you know, for example, they are able to put their emotions inside to make long-term decisions and yeah. make decisions that are best for the overall. And this applies to every area mm-hmm. of life. If you can put emotions beside your health, for example, and your fitness, then you probably will be, see more success because you will be stop being up and down with your emotions. Like, oh, I don't feel like exercising today. I don't feel like this. But you'll just be more consistent because you're not putting your yourself in. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not saying emotions are bad, mm-hmm. but but if the emotion uh, is getting in the way of where you want to go, then I think it's worth addressing and considering. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's taking control of your emotions in that, in the sense of like, mm-hmm. well, I, I think part of it is a huge self-awareness. Like you talked about, and then practice. I think it was a great, like you emphasize that too. Like it's something you're practicing, even being able to address that. Like I, I always say one of the big things about vulnerability is like, there's always this mm. awkward moment. And if you can be the one to be the first one to be vulnerable, even silly, like the monkey dancing or to say the silly question, it just gets over that awkwardness, but it makes it so much easier for the other person. And, you know, going into this, like in the matching conversations too, like there's so many, I feel things you have to navigate and pressures and big questions that you're going into thinking about and weighing. And I loved your example to Momi of like, just, kind of being the first one to do that and put that on the table. And I feel like it. I could see how that came from maybe experiences in the past of what you learned or, you know, that you realized like, okay, it's really important to say this now or bring this up. Um, I don't know if you, back to you, Tomomi, if there's anything from things you learned or even things like Benji was sharing great examples, things I wish I did better or I'm still working on. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, especially in like matching well, conversation. Yeah. Um, I really do agree when you say, um, just say, <laughs> just, <laughs> just really just, just say, um, is like afraid in, um, afraid of, um, conflict or, um, for me, like the rejection yeah. was, yeah, because like, yeah, we, when we just started like process, I mean, those who starts, yeah, two people don't know so much each other, but in just saying, um, like showing myself, introducing myself, and then the partner, if, yeah, don't accept, yeah, probably it might be uh, reject or finished end up conversation, but that's why I really hesitated to that. But mm. yeah, I more, I tried to more focusing on like um, uh, relationship, like honest or strong relationship between the partner. So if, yeah, if they, he doesn't accept or he didn't accept, then yeah, it's fine. Probably uh, this 
process will not work out. That's fine. So, yeah, just try to be honest, try to be vulnerable. Um, yeah, that is really important. Um, for me, um, yeah, some people say to me, oh, Tomomi, you are probably you are a little bit stubborn mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because having, having, um, having a, your strong opinion, um, for example, you are, yeah, your future plan and also life of faith. And then, yeah, because of that, my past matching process uh, didn't work out because I wanted to keep this, uh, my, yeah, my passion, my, my work, future plan. But yeah, he, yeah, was struggle with that. And then it ended up my matching process. But um, yeah, it is good because it was good because um, because I keeping my uh, my opinion or like stay strong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, somehow uh, future I found some I I found Robert who really understand my vision, my passion, or really accept who I am um, and really strong relationship with him. So um, yeah, I'm grateful for having a yeah, strong opinion in the beginning. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. I, I think that takes a lot of courage, like to being true to who you believe or holding on to things, even if it meant, you know, um, rejection or ending a process and having to start again. And um, that's not easy. That's what might comes to my mind in a lot of this whole topic of like thinking of just, okay, you're starting this new process again with another person and even letting go of concepts from the past one. Like Benji shared the example of Rika too, how she was working through what she was bringing into it, but um I, I don't know I always I just say I have so much respect for everybody <laughs> because it's not easy it's not easy the um navigating these kind of conversations mm -hmm. but I think also like the weight we put on it or having to see I, I do think talking earlier about things just keeps it easier <laughs> and lighter than yeah you know avoiding things for a long time and dragging I don't dragging isn't a great word, but you know, continuing a conversation but avoiding some of these key topics because mm -hmm. it doesn't make it any easier, you know. Um, but it takes a lot of courage. So I wanna can I share a courageous. conversation I had just yesterday actually with a guy who is this is this is very relevant, right? Figures. Yeah. So my experience personally, I shared before, like my of learning how to have uncomfortable conversations with my wife. But also I've, I've had a lot of conversations with matching candidates who are going through difficult conversations. I would say maybe like 90% of the time people reach out to me yeah. to talk mm -hmm. about matching. It's because, <laughs> wow. yeah, it's because they're going through a difficult conversation right now and they don't know mm. what to do about it. Right. And most of the time it's to do with, you know, differences, you know, fundamental differences in beliefs or, uh, difficult mistakes 
or habits or ongoing habits, especially regarding sexual integrity, porn addiction, mm -hmm. and they don't know how to talk about it. Right. Mm. So this, in this instance yesterday, uh, he, you know, they're going through the 41 questions, which is a list of questions that we recommend people ask each other during the matching process. And they were going through it and they were about to go into a question about addiction. Right. And so he, we were talking and he basically was like, I, I really want to talk about my porn habit. Right. And so for him, it's like, anyways, it's an ongoing issue. Right. But I really don't feel comfortable right now talking about, like, I really want to, and I understand it's important and I'm definitely going to, but right now it's just, we just started talking and I don't feel like a foundation or comfortable talking about it, which is a, I think a very common uh, situation. So I was yeah. like, so this was my advice. I was like, okay, you can, and you, you can, if you want right now, or, or you can wait a little bit, it's up to you. Like, I'm not going to tell you which one you should do, but you absolutely need to tell them before you make a commitment. Like that's, mm. that's, that's absolute because trust is the only thing that keeps a marriage together. If you think about mm. that, like trust is the only thing that keeps people together. That's mm. true. Father's word is the most important thing. Read it in the autobiography. He said, trust is the most important thing in marriage. So, mm. so I said, I so I, I actually, I actually disagree personally when people say like, you should bring up stuff like this immediately in a relationship. I think mm. that if you do that, it actually masks a more deep uh, rooted issue that mm. should be addressed first. Mm. And if you address it like that, then it's a more natural conversation to have, right? So mm. I was talking with him. I was like, okay, so why do you have this porn habit? Mm. And he was like, I don't know. I was like, okay, well, let's talk about it. When you decide to do destructive things to yourself, not just porn, like, you know, whatever it is, um, social media, goofing around online, watching TV shows when you should be working, um, it's going to social media when you should be working or whatever. Why do you do that? And he's like, well, because I'm, I'm really bored. That's what he said, right? He's really bored or he's feeling really anxious about something. I was like, okay, interesting. So do you feel comfortable talking to your match about your boredom and your anxiety? He's like, yeah. Mm. I was like, well, guess what? That is actually a, a deep rooted issue that you have that don't you think you would want to know about that you have so much anxiety in your life and stress that you've never learned how to deal with it to the point that you've developed a porn habit. Mm. Now that's, that's a natural conversation, right? Yeah, because totally. if she, because if you're having a good conversation with someone, you say, Hey, I'm, I feel a lot of anxiety nowadays because of, because of work and because of school and because of stress and relationships with my family. If it's a good conversation, she'll go, okay, why is that? And I'll say, well, because, you know, when I was a child, I experienced this or this happened and this happened, you know, and you kind of peel it back. And then, the conversation continues and she goes, okay, well, how does that, how does that come up in your life nowadays? Like, how does it fix you now? I was like, well, you know, I have this ongoing addiction to porn and it's like, you see, I'm going, it's like, it's not a weighted thing. It's like, this is a conversation that needs to happen. And it's not reasonable for her to say, how dare you have a porn? Ha it's like, no, you're having a conversation. <laughs> I'm saying you're not, you're not in a, you're not married. You're not blessed. Yeah, yeah. You're not even matched. She has no reason to be upset at you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're in a conversation about, do we want to continue with this matching process or not? So why is it reasonable for her to be upset? No one's going to be upset at you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I promise you, if you approach it like that, it's not, it's, it doesn't mask the actual issue because then she can start to understand why you have it. Because that's what people wonder. People that don't have addictions, guys, mm. wonder, why do people do that? You know what I'm saying? Like people right, that don't right. play, people that don't play video games, they go, why do people like, I don't get it. <laughs> people that don't smoke 
they don't walk around going, man, I really want to smoke today. No, they just like, it's disgusting. Like, why do people smoke? I don't get it, right? It's because they haven't developed the desensitization and the dependency that people have the habit with or do. So if you approach it from, I have this deep-seated issue that I never learned how to figure out, then it's like, oh, okay, I kind of understand. Like, I have a little empathy because you're trying to escape something, right? So so all of this is to say that I think the best way to approach difficult topics is to actually get to the root issue first. Yeah. And not to mask it with, yeah. oh, you know, I went, you know, the, this person said this and that person said that. And it's like people say like, oh, I don't like, like I actually had someone say this to me before in our community. He's like, I don't go to church because I don't like the smell of it. I'm like, <laughs> like, are you, like literally? He's like, yeah, the paint smells. I was like, because we just painted it. And he's like, yeah. I was like, so you did... <laughs> Like, okay, like that's fine. You don't have to go to church, but I'm saying that's a silly reason to decide that church is not for you because you didn't like the smell of it. There's obviously something else going on. And this is a silly example, I know, but this is a bigger issue than we think. Is right, we mask right. we mask that real issue, which is a deep-seated thing. And we think and we we when we blame the system, we blame something bigger when it's actually just a, a, a more deeper thing than that. So I recommend that you you start broad. And you go inward. Yeah. You ask mm-hmm. bigger questions. And this is what my wife and I do all the time. For example, I get upset. I used to, sorry, I used to get upset when my wife would tell me to wash the dishes a certain way. Like I remember like getting like, I know how to wash dishes. <laughs> of course, it's nothing to do with dishes. Right. And I know that because I'm smart enough and I'm self-aware enough to know that. So I was like, okay, why am I so, why am I so stressed about this dish issue thing? Right. And if I really peel back, it's like, well, you know, without getting too deep into it now, it's like, I mean, it's a lot to do with my environment and how I perceived myself as a child in my upbringing, right? Nothing to do with my parents. It's really like how I perceived things, how I experienced Mm -hmm. things and it informed. And I created this, this kind of a like defense mechanism, a survival mechanism to always do the right thing and do things right. And when I'm not doing something right, I feel like I'm failing as a man. And when someone says mm-hmm. that I didn't pass the ball right in volleyball, or I didn't wash the dishes correctly, or I'm doing something wrong, I feel like I'm failing as a man and I make it personal. Mm. That's why I do that. And that's understanding. You don't have to fix it. And that's the other point I want to make here is it's unreasonable to expect you'll be good at this crap from the beginning, talking about difficult stuff. Yeah. Sorry for being, being strong with you guys. This is why I asked Yana to lead this. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Yana to host this because I'm feeling edgy about this. <laughs> All right. Uh, create the atmosphere <laughs> around difficult conversation. It's, yeah. Okay. Because it's unreasonable to think you'll be good at this from the beginning. Mm, and people yeah. beat themselves up and they say, oh, sure. like, you know, we're having this difficult conversation. It's like, how many conversations have you had in your life? Like, how many times have you practiced this? Once, 10 times? It takes hundreds and thousands of conversations about difficult conversations to get good at it. Yeah. Thousands. Okay. Trust us. Yana and I <laughs> and Tomomi. She had yeah. to Tomomi had to go through her own process of figuring out how to have these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. 31 years old. It takes a long time. Don't think you'll be good at it. And it's unreasonable to think that because I'm not good at this, it's somehow an issue. Sure, it's, it's something that needs to be managed and developed and grown, but it's not something that we fixed. Does that make sense? And that's a very liberating mindset to have personally. Is mm-hmm. if I have an issue in my life, I don't think, oh, this is an issue. I need to fix it immediately. Yeah. But rather, it's yeah, something yeah, that needs yeah, to be yeah. managed and something that needs to be developed. And that takes time. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to suck at having difficult conversations with your parents about the matching. You're going to suck at it. You're going to suck at having difficult conversations with your matching partner. And that's okay. And just let that be okay. And that's liberating. 
Yeah. Then you'll mm-hmm. have to fix it. Okay. I'm done talking mm-hmm. about that. So just saying like long-term perspective guys. <laughs> okay. Long-term. Yeah. It's a growth process. It's a long-term perspective. And I promise you, if you keep doing it and doing the reps of having conversations, you will get good at it and you will get better and better. And trust me, I still suck at this, but I'm getting better. And I'm actively trying to always get better at having conversations and not even labeling them as difficult. It's just like, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? Rico was like, it's just a fact that I was blessed before. Josh, like, what do you, what do you think? What do you, what do you want to do about it? And then the universe that Josh was like open-minded enough to not let, she needs to be a first time like blessing. She can't be previous blessed. And he didn't let that bog him down. And he just was like, okay, I'm open to this. And guess what? They're They're happy. They're blessed. And they're going to have a great family and relationship because because they're both committed to growing and doing all the stuff we talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it, I think it's also like the interesting thing about practicing this and it, you know, working on ourselves, it, it is really a, a healing of yourself, not to, not like fix, like you said, Benji, I think you described it well, but this, it becomes part of easier to do with practice, but also just the I think one of the biggest things, and I've, I think I've shared this like on the podcast several times, but that clarity comes from engagement and not thought and like sitting in our heads and especially the things that we feel a lot of weight on these root issues because they're stories we've told ourselves and internalized. And that's what we're bringing into whatever, you know, are the habits that we have around that issue. But hmm. the more and more that you talk about you know, this is who I am or even, and also let people surprise you. Cause that's, I think the biggest thing for me is like, I was so close for a lot of my life being able to talk about things because of a fear of judgment or rejection or those, but also, you know, we're not very generous sometimes in the way that we think of other people. And you mentioned that too, like we kind of assume things or assume that they'll see me this way. And that's all kind of because of being too much in your head too long. So like there's a reason we have each other (laughs) and we need each other to talk about these things and not just um I mean it's making me think about the blessing interview too the value of the blessing interview and why you know confession and talking to a person who represents God and you can receive God's love because we get too much in our head a lot of times especially the way we see each other and carry on that weight um even the way that we know that we need to grow right like if you acknowledge that that conversation really didn't go well, but okay, it was a learning experience, but sometimes we really beat ourselves up over things. And even just being aware of that is so um, like be that kind of loving toward yourself that the way that you would be toward a friend, like, Oh, it's okay. You know, just try again or talk about it. But like towards ourselves, so many times we can be much more harsh. Right. Um, but I think what you said about root issue nail on the head like that's really that's really what a lot of difficult conversations but I think it takes time and wisdom to sort of recognize that too um and that's why we have this podcast to share these tips and help the conversation yeah 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 well thank you thanks for today I feel like there's so much more here but I feel we'll uh I would get, oh. can I give one more like point that might yeah. be before? wrap up and people. Tomomi too, if she wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Like, I, I mean, I think all of our perspectives are different, which is good to have different people. Uh, something that helps my wife and I go through some difficult things is that we did a condition 
we d- we've done several conditions of like hanuke and prayer about a specific point you know what i'm saying nice like yeah. not just mm-hmm. like general spiritual growth like a specific thing for us the recent one was like uh when are we going to have our next child right so we were having mm-hmm. like debates about that you know between us and so it kind of took a while and then we're like okay let's just pray about this and do a condition and then we did it and then we like just search for passages and words about you know the world and children and spirit world that kind of stuff and then just give us perspective and then we're like you know what let's have let's have a baby so here we are um my wife is mm-hmm. eight months <laughs> pregnant Yay. And, uh, <laughs> it worked like it worked because i was the one that was like i want to have more kids and she was like yeah she was like good luck you know <laughs> it is a lot she's like go for it you know <laughs> uh which i understand right so i'm so that's the thing is like we both disagree but it wasn't like i hate you like i can't believe you know i was like okay well let's take time let's grow through this and not think is like this is a problem that needs fixing it's like we'll manage this and we did condition and that really helped so maybe that's a something you could try yeah any last thoughts to mommy um yeah well you know one thing i really tried to do of my nature uh, for matching process is i'm really i was think a judgmental person mm-hmm. so uh when i when i yes when i tried to do matching process i was easy to uh, see a uh, people's or a mystic or like um or like yeah different mindset different um character so it yeah it was not easy to forget people's mistake but through uh through knowing my lacking point or like my uh, weakness I, yeah i came to realize i think uh, i am one i was really judge judgmental to me yeah so uh, i really so i really practiced myself uh forgiving myself first uh before i really yeah starting process with anyone uh yeah next for the matching process and then i have a many my lacking point or like you know my foreign nature or like yeah I couldn't forgive myself some points. I tried to understand. I tried to, um, yeah, deal with how I can overcome my difficulties. Um, and, and then after that, once I started, I feel I don't have any judgmental viewpoint to a person. And even like, oh, maybe, yeah even it it is probably difficult to understand i try to accept or i try to embrace people's mis- person's mistake or person's uh nature that i didn't yeah accept before wow so um i think it helps yeah I think that's, again, like the core of, you know, being able to be or navigate uncomfortable situations and conversations is looking at yourself first. And I like how you said that, forgiving yourself and, 
even the judgment you feel right is more coming from there to yourself mm-hmm. a lot if of great I, wisdom if we are if i yeah forgive everything myself i think i can yeah forgive or understand people uh, yeah the person or your spouse everything think yeah Yeah, I just, again, again, wrapping it up or less, I always feel like kind of, you know, what's the point of it all or like to motivate someone because it isn't easy, these difficult conversations, but we're always growing to kind of love the way that God loves. Like, I feel like that sort of depth and, you know, to be loving and accepting and non-judgmental. And I can say that, especially as a parent, like, you want to be like that as a parent with your children, but it doesn't come like Benji emphasized. It doesn't come like that. Like it, it's through so much of these situations where we have to practice thing and the matching conversations it's confronting and it brings up a lot of these things that are actually very healthy, you know, in long-term perspective of life that are useful skills to learn. Um, I guess I want to say that, especially to those who feel they've been through many matching process or conversations and navigating it but just see how you're strengthening this awareness of yourself like there's so many things you're growing and benefiting from this even if you don't always recognize it in yourself and i hope that something can get from this overall talk it's been really great thank you tamomi thank you benji for this conversation thank you everyone listening to the podcast go to matchnet.us if you want to join our program and also follow the podcast etc etc and share. If you think this is valuable for someone you know, just send them this. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye.